CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash, CPA and CFP. And I'm back here on the show with Don after a couple of weeks, a couple of special guests that were on the podcast. Very, very cool to have those gentlemen on. But uh, we're back today to talk about investing, finance, and retirement as we usually do. So thanks for tuning in. And Don, like I said, it's been a little while since I've been on the show with you, a couple of shows. Summer's over, football season's rocking and rolling back and going. And so how has the shows uh, with the other gentlemen and how's the summer been the last couple of weeks? Well, I'll tell you why. It seems like the summer, Mark, always goes by so fast, right? I mean, oh, here yeah. we are. Yeah. As we're recording this, I, is today or yesterday was the first day of fall? I'm, I'm uh, sure. Yesterday, I think. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Every year it goes so quick. And I mentioned to my kids that I always get like this weird melancholy feeling, Mark, after after Labor Day mm -hmm. when school starts. Even though I haven't been in school in decades, you know, it, it's a strange feeling that, you know, <laughs> that it almost comes back in waves after uh, Labor Day. You're like, scarred, have, scarred from childhood, right? <laughs> yeah, like I have to go back to, to, go to school. school yeah. I have to go back to work, even though you know I continually work right, all year yeah. long, you yeah. know, except for vacation time. But we took a little detour, uh, as you mentioned, where I did some special guest interviews at the end of the summer. Now They're I, great, I, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I, now I know how hard your job is, Mark. It's, uh, <laughs> it's tough to be able to sit back, nowhere, to interject the question and not let them go on too long, but I I'm thankful to you guys for for editing those shows. Absolutely, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time with that and and great guests and great interviews. So it was very very nice to uh, to see that. And you did a great job on it. So, but right. let's let's transition and get into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, a little bit about the mind here. A little bit about behavior. Uh, a recent article in Kiplinger's Retirement Report addressed the issue of how our minds can destroy our retirement plan. It discussed a lot of that human behavior issue and, and how the brain is not conducive to long-term investing success. So can you tell us some more about traps people fall into and how to avoid them, things you've seen through your years? Yeah, I mean, this was a really very interesting article. I think what we'll do is put a, a link up there on the show notes when yeah. we're done with this. But the topic of behavioral finance, Mark, it's a growing field in financial planning. And it explains a lot about why we do the things that we do, even though a lot of it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> Logically, uh, behavioral finance is a, a subfield of, of behavioral economics, right? So it mm -hmm. proposes that psychological influences and what they call biases affect decisions and behaviors of investors and also financial professionals, by the way, too. So these influences and biases can be the, the source of explanation of all kinds of stock market movements and decisions. And the bottom line effect is that human nature causes people, Mark, to do the opposite of what we know we need to do to be successful over a long period of time. So, which is specifically things like buy low and sell high and rebalance and be patient, um, sticking with the plans that we have, that sort of thing. So we've discussed in the past, of course, how the internet and smartphones 
and constant news coverage (laughs) makes this harder than ever to achieve, right? I mean, the deck is truly stacked against us. Truly, yeah. You know, what's um, really cool is that there's an organization that looks closely into the real-world effects of of this human behavior. It's a company from Boston called Dalbar. So they do research each year into investor behavior. So the most recent 2021 study found that for a 20-year period ending last December, investors continually underperform the market because they panic when times are bad and they get greedy mm-hmm. when times are good. So this behavior results in the bottom line is terrible results and tons and tons of anxiety. And just think of all the things we've been through, Mark, in the past 20 years, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. 9-11, we just had the anniversary of that uh, a couple of weeks ago, multiple wars, uh, stock market crashes and year 2000 and 2001, 2008, and even last year, and a, a bunch of crazy elections, and, and now COVID. So it's no wonder that over the past 20 years, people are stressed out, confused, and prone just to make bad decisions. And, you know, of course, one false move can destroy your life savings. No, I mean, it's when you lay it out like that, it's certainly a lot. You know, we don't often, I mean, I think we think about these things, but, you know, until you kind of categorize them down, you go, wow, we really have done a lot and been through a lot in the last 20 years. And unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, humans, we, we have biases about a lot of things. I mean, just in general, you're going to have it, right? Whether it's your favorite kind of peanut butter or whatever the case might be. So let's talk about some of these biases and what we can do maybe to combat them. Yeah, okay. Here's a, a couple of big ones to to address, Mark. Number one is called fear of missing out. Okay, ah, the FOMO. I call it FMO, fear of missing out. So early in this year, if you remember, it was the GameStop stock phenomenon, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Right. Or AMC or, you know, over the past few years in particular, people are talking about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and whatever discipline people may have, it can be overwhelmed by social media or friends who are talking about making a killing in their Bitcoin or their crypto. So if others are making 100% on their money and you're only making 5 or 10%, it seems like you're missing out, right? Right. And, you know, and another one, of course, is uh, overconfidence bias. People don't really think too much about that. I mean, it's a big issue with the Bitcoin crowd. I mean, they're so confident that, you know, this is the way to go and it's going to be uh, the future of currency. And, and you know, they're kind of like blind spotted to the fact that cryptocurrency is like a big threat to the government. And they true. don't like competition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. <laughs> and they could easily, pretty easily, you know, find a way to make this very difficult, if not shut it down completely. So this overconfidence uh, is a big issue with this crowd. But you know, there's many smart people, Mark, that are experts in their own field that believe their expertise can carry over to investing. Right. So they read news and charts and media reports, and they're convinced that they could actually 
beat the market. And for some reason, a lot of these people are doctors, in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're the smartest guy in the room, so to speak, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, I've had clients over the past several years that convince themselves, whether it's in 2012 or 2016 or 2020 after the elections, that the stock market was going to crash due to the policies of Obama or Trump or Biden, and it didn't happen. And it's, you know, it's often, it's hard to address this because I can show people statistically how over the past hundred years, it really doesn't matter what political parties in office. I mean, if you're disciplined and balanced uh, and you have a focus, you will succeed. But the bottom line with overconfidence is, Mark, that markets react to news, right? We talked about this. The news is unpredictable. So the stock market, at least in the short term, is very unpredictable. You know, and I would agree with you, except, and we always think about the, the with the market you know, reacting to news, but we've had so much volatile news. And of course the market has been volatile, but yet nothing seems to have knocked it off its track uh, these last 10 years, except for that blip during COVID. And so, yeah, it is, it's funny how people do get very convinced and, and they can kind of talk them. So we can talk ourselves in anything basically is what comes, it comes down to. And especially when it comes to our money. So what other kind of biases are out there, Don? You know, you hit the nail on the head, Mark, when it comes to emotional issues. I mean, money is just an emotional issue, right? Big time. I mean, money and relationships. And when it comes to emotional issues and money in particular, you know, the, the biases that we have, our mental predispositions can lead us astray. And one big one, as well as loss aversion, okay? And... I'll give you an example. Losing $1,000 feels twice as bad as gaining $1,000 feels good, right? Exactly. <laughs> and people who gamble realize this, right? And, you know, as an aside, Mark, I'm not sure. I, I watch a lot of sports. Doesn't it seem like there's more gambling now than ever when it comes yeah, to sports? Definitely is. Big oh, business. My. Big business. Oh, it, it, it's astounding. Just in the past year, it seems like every time I turn on the TV, they're advertising something called a sports book, right? It, I guess it's some kind of a gambling app. But you know, in relation to uh, investing, mm -hmm. when markets are going down, it's really painful to stick with a plan. Oh, exactly. Right, especially when we're we open our statements or log into our accounts online and see a big drop. Mm -hmm. The bias is to take action to stop the bleeding. And that's another bias, by the way, action bias, mm. which is very difficult to overcome. We don't want to just stand there. We want to do something. It's right? almost the fight or flight. Exactly. Yeah. And, and doing something, the urge to do something is often leads to the urge to do the wrong thing. Yeah, we're thinking we're protecting ourselves, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. So we want to hide and, and just wait until the, the pain subsides. <laughs> I've seen clients who always seem to reference Mark the high point of their portfolio. 
<laughs> and when it drops, they feel like they should have done something, right? They say things like, oh boy, look at where we were a month or so ago. And, uh, you know, here we are now. And, you know, perhaps we should have taken some action. But the focus should be on the plan and the path you're on, not on the short term price movements. So this gets into another bias, which is something called recency bias, Mark. Mm -hmm. And most people intuitively believe that what happened most recently will continue to happen into the future. So when times are good, it's never going to end. Right. Like, and we're seeing that right now a lot of times with how people feel about the market. There's that kind of like, you know, hey, it's just going to keep going up. That's all it's done. Well, look at what we went through um, two years ago in mm -hmm. 2019, pre-COVID, right? Mm -hmm. The thinking was, I don't see anything on the horizon that's going to affect this market. Right. Right. And, you know, of course, the big news at that point was they were going to impeach the president. You know, that could have been the thing that was going to slow down the market. Of course, it was like a, a blip mm -hmm. um, that, you know, most people forgot that even happened. And, and the thing that occurred, of course, was COVID. But when times are good, they don't think it's ever going to end. And when times are rough, they don't think that's going to ever end. So, you know, when it comes to rough times... Maybe not with the stock market right now, because you said that, as you mentioned, that it's been going. Yeah, I mean, up even pretty... yeah, even COVID didn't knock it down for long. No, it was only down for that short period of time in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But we are at a rough time when it comes oh, to this fear of COVID. You know, we've all known and just societally, are... yeah, yeah, society people are concerned, anxious. We've all known people that have gotten very sick. And it's still out there. It's going to be perhaps endemic for a period of time. And it seems like it will never end. Uh, but of course, you know, this too shall pass, right? And ultimately, it comes down to uh, having patience, a plan, and discipline. And, and we, uh, of course, need a purpose for our money and a vision. And there's a, an old proverb that states, where there is no vision, the people perish. Mm. So we need to be focused on where we're going, on our vision, on the plan. And if there's no plan, of course, no investment philosophy or commitment, the emotions of the day will take over. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I think that's a great overview, a great way of looking at that and breaking down these biases as well and how they can work against us. And, you know, ultimately there are a million little things that, that people have to deal with, need to deal with when it comes to being prepared for retirement. I talk to advisors and people all across the country, Don, and they, they always say the same thing. It's people are shocked and they go, wow, I didn't realize there was just this much stuff. You know, things like social security planning, Medicare, long-term care, IRA rules, estate planning, legal planning, tax planning. And that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do things and, and say, hey, don't forget, reach out to Don if you need help. He's a CPA. He's a CFP. So, you know, all those things, they're, they're here to kind of help give you some useful nuggets to think about. But it's up to you really to take the action and say, hey, Don, this is what I'm concerned about or this is what I'm worried about. Can you take a look at this situation for me? And if you need help, reach out to him at 800-664-1183. It's 800-664-1183 or stop by the website at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. And while you're there, drop us an email. And that's what we're going to do right now on the Cash Connection. We're going to take an email question that came in from Jeannie in Tom's River. 
She says, Don, I'll be turning 66 uh, at the end of October. I work full-time for a Fortune 500 company, have health benefits, and don't plan to retire anytime soon. I would like to collect Social Security at my full Social Security retirement age. So when should I file for benefits and will I receive my first check? When do you think that'll be? That's a big question, but a lot of good information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since Jeannie is turning 66 next month, I mean, she was born in 1955. Okay. So her full retirement age for Social Security benefits is 66 and two months. I mean, don't ask me why, Mark. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the way the government works, right? Right, right. 66 and two months, and then every year it goes up two more months. It's 66 and four months, six months until you were born in 1960, and then your full retirement age is age 67. So for her, her full retirement age 66 and two months will be in december okay so she can file for benefits now online or in person There's a three-month window for her so she just needs to be sure that she tells social security that she does not want to file for medicare part b because of the health it's, the work health benefits right Correct. Yeah. But it's because she's still getting health benefits from her job. Working for a big Fortune 500 mm -hmm. company, she has the type of health benefits that qualify for her being exempt from filing for Part B, gotcha. which will save her money. Sure, yeah. If she did file for Part B, she would face a Medicare charge, which would depend upon her income, and that would be deducted from her benefits. And her first benefit check, by the way, will be in January. Okay, it's uh, the Social Security will pay the following month. So even though she's full retirement age in um, December, mm -hmm. the first check, depending upon the the day she was born in in October, it'll be in uh, sometime in January. That first check will come. Gotcha. But I'd be remiss also if I didn't mention this that her check in January will likely be quite a bit higher due to the inflation adjustment yep. we're expecting next year. So it'll likely be in the uh, five to 6% increase range, which will be the highest inflation adjustment for Social Security in many, many years. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Don. I I've had a lot of questions about that and people talking about inflation right now and you know all the things we've heard and seen. And it's like, hey, if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does, right? Social Security is doing a pretty big COLA for the first time, in, like you said, in many, many years. So my mom was all excited about it, but she was like, but <laughs> she's like, but I need it because the cost of you know blah, 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 blah is going up. So... Uh, and that's why they do it. So there you go. So thanks so much, Jeannie, for submitting that question. Uh, again, as always, if you'd like to submit your own or if you have some questions, all emails and questions get answered, by the way, if you're going to go to donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Or just call him, 800-664-1183, if you really need to talk specifically about a unique situation. And usually that is going to be the case. Uh, but first, reach out however you'd like, again, at the website or call the number. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. All those platforms is where you can find it. You can find all that information again at Don's website, donaldcash.com or doncashpodcast.com. Either one you want to go to, doncashpodcast.com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you get out of here this week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Glad to be back on the show and look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. All right, Mark. See you next time. We'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash, CPA and CFP. 
at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash and Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.